Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to another episode of Ukhti's Talk. And today we have a very, very lovely guest, our dear sister, Sister Soul. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I am so excited and so happy about the host that I'm having and the topic, mashallah. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you. Honestly, I really enjoy your talk on the lives, on Instagram. Uh, it's the one energy. of most, the most demanded topic so i'm just happy to have it with you guys together subhanallah alhamdulillah we're so happy for that as well thank you for having me alhamdulillah and without further ado today's subject is how to find the right spouse as we all know it is a challenge to find the right spouse and our dear sister sister soul is going to help share some of her insights some of her advice on how to find the right spouse and Sister Um Huraira as well. Um, so we'll get straight into the questions. The first question is, how do you know if you're ready or mature enough to get married? Are you ever really fully ready? That's a very good question. I think we're starting with a very hard and straight to the point yeah, question. Yeah, the questions are so deep. <laughs> exactly. So before starting, I'm just going to quickly explain because I know many people may think like oh you're a divorcee so basically maybe you're not the right person to be answering those questions about how to find the right spouse but I really strongly believe that I have learned so much more from my divorce than my marriage about the mistakes because marriage is a lot about what not to do and a little bit of what to do right but the things not to do wrong and I'm not saying I did many things wrong I just feel that divorce have enriched me and have helped me to understand maybe things that were red flags that I didn't really maybe care about, maybe mistakes that I made, maybe that have put me in some situation and maybe have concluded to a divorce, Allahu Alam. But I just think like, um, so do you want to answer the question first? So I can, as a, as a single person and me as a divorcee, yeah, okay. So um, as a single person, so I may not have like a lot of experience regarding this uh, topic, but I genuinely believe that you cannot be fully ready before getting into marriage. It's just impossible. Like even if tomorrow you're going to get ready, even if you took 100 courses about marriage, if you're going to get married tomorrow, you're going to be like, mm. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. However, I think um, it's really important to have certain factors before getting married, which is um, to kind of know yourself, because when you when you shape yourself and you know who you are, you know what to offer and what to expect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just by knowing this, it can make you, um, you know, just like you can get to know the person, you can be uh, really sure about who you're going to choose as a spouse or not. So this is just, this is my personal opinion. And I think that's a very good opinion. Um, I will definitely agree with you when you say like, you can never really be ready. And I tell you that as a divorcee, that is like older, like in experience and everything. And I think there is few different um, uh, aspect of being ready it's not just physically like many men maybe might be thinking like this is it you know I'm ready as a woman I have the body of a woman maybe the desire as well of a woman so this is it no it, there is like so many things to take in consideration like um, emotional maturity yeah I and it's the, it's the way to handle situations that are stressful that maybe are not easy or comfortable this is the type of maturity that I think is very needed. And you know what? To be honest, there is no age to get it. I mean, there is no like a state of like, this is it. Oh, she's 20. She cannot be ready. 
oh, she's 30, she is ready. No, you can have like a 20 years old that is, that is more emotionally mature than even a 40, uh, according to their like, life experience, their trauma. And this is what I want to talk about, the trauma. We have spoken about skills. You can get to get married. You can learn cooking. You can learn like how to do your makeup. I don't know, like many skills, alhamdulillah. <laughs> this is one of the skills that girls learn, alhamdulillah. Um, it's all good when it's for the sake of the husband. But there's one of the things that we don't talk enough about is how to address the trauma. Trauma that sometimes we don't even know we have. We, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm having a really bad cold. So if my voice is a bit deep, no, it's completely it's because fine. <laughs> I'm, I might need to blow my nose. But what I'm trying to say, like, is the trauma side of things, the fact that we need to address those trauma. And I had to realize really like maybe later, even after the divorce, that everything wasn't just only his fault, even though like he caused the, like the, 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 obviously the end of the marriage. But I had so many things I had to address. And I had to acknowledge that there was trauma for my childhood that I never addressed. And I should have never jumped into a marriage without addressing those issues. Like my trust in men's, maybe my own issues, maybe with anger, with impatience, with emotional yeah. immaturity, you know? So those are the things, but I have to answer the question. You can never really be ready. You can only do your best. Put your trust in Allah, but take actions go further yeah. go to therapy if you have to go to a uh, personal development if you need to and inshallah put everything on your side but like she said get to know you i see too many young sisters just wanting to get married for the sake of getting married this is not marriage yeah. this, this is, is just love this yeah. is lost you know but marriage has to have a goal um Marriage is something when you go for it, you know why you're going into it. Exactly. You want to develop something with someone. You want to achieve things with someone. You want to better yourself with someone. But you already have kind of a root plan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're exactly. already knowing where you're going. You just want to have some companion on your journey. I think a lot of uh, youngers, they do this, you know, uh, they don't know themselves and they jump into marriage thinking that they will get to know themselves through that person and end up, and end up really lost. They will get um, to know themselves. They will get to know 50% of themselves, but they will need to have this 50% that is, that is solidified and that is something like you sure about. You spoke about something like you need to know your value, you need to know your input, what you bring into the table, things like that. I hear many people on social media talking about you need to know your self-worth, whatever, but you need to know your flows. And I see yeah, many people not talking enough about the flows. I have flows that will not allow me to get married to that profile or that profile of person. Because yeah. you have to think about the other person um, mm. that you, you're going to maybe get yourself involved with. Are you the right person for them? Sometimes we like to pretend like we are, you know, I am the one for you. You just don't know it, but I'm the one for you. <laughs> but I think it's very important that we do this retrospection about our flows. And it will only make us grow and flourish, inshallah, into a better person. Yeah, I think what well, you mentioned some really good points. Like, that was really good. Like, addressing your flows, knowing your own flows before you just jump into any marriage. How do you know what, what you address? How do you know what you address and what you change? And I see many people, especially on social media, it's very like me, 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 me. I am worth it. Everyone is toxic, but me. <laughs> when I hear yeah. sometimes we have some toxicity inside of us. We don't even know, yes. you know. Yes, so. it's true, Panala. 
Aika, what do you think? I agree with you 100%. And subhanAllah, you mentioned a lot of things which I didn't even previously think about. Um, I also have seen, uh, I saw one sister speaking about pre-marriage therapy. And I think that it, that both the husband or the husband-to-be and the wife should do. It's not together exactly. or anything like that. But basically it's to work through, you know, what is each of our shortcomings at the end of the day we are all human and like just like sister so when you mentioned about you know some um sisters being like oh you know everyone else is toxic so i'm going to cut out everyone else the truth is we all are a little bit toxic we all have things we that we need to even do. towards ourselves yes that's yes. very true sometimes we are too hard on ourselves sometimes we are too lenient on ourselves and we could you know use a bit of a firmer hand um mm-hmm. And yeah, and also about the age, age is just a number. It doesn't matter, like you could be, just as Sol mentioned, you could be 30 or 40 or 20, but none of that, your emotional maturity is measured in that way. Like you can, you can have be 30 and still not know what you want. Um, And I think some of the sisters that I've met are kind of also a witness to this. Some of them got married in their early teens Yet mm. they, they already knew what they wanted from life. They knew, you know, what they, they already had their goals set, all of these kinds of things. Mashallah, you beautiful. Sisters, yeah, you have the other sisters. But it's rare. Let's be honest about it. It's quite rare. Yeah. yeah, it is rare. Especially I find in this day and age, everyone is encouraged to almost, you know, stay young, stay like, um, you know, like a, a fairy sort of bouncing around. That's um, true. So, yeah, there isn't a really a set age and, yeah. You can only try. That, I, I think that's the, the answer to your question. You can only put everything on your side by trying to confront your flaws, trying to develop your qualities, because obviously, like your sister mentioned, it's very important you know your value, because I didn't know who I was and what I wanted at 20 years old. I thought I wanted only Dean. You know, like this yeah, famous exactly. thing, I just want Quran was Sunnah, and that's it. I want someone with the yeah. beat, someone that loves the Sunnah. We will do this with each other's hands and stuff. Yeah. Those fairy tales when you start practicing. He's going to wake me up for fashion. And, you know, <laughs> when actually you end up waking him up. <laughs> but uh, I think that's one of the like pre-conceived like like, ideas about marriage marriage is not that marriage is you being already a bit built a bit knowing where you are don't expect for that superhero to come into your life to save you from your family trouble and from your unhappiness exactly because this is not his job this and that's not your job because we tend to go as well for people thinking we're going to be their nurse their psychologist the therapist, we're gonna save them and make them better. Sis, save yourself. Sis, yeah. save yourself. Because yeah. you're gonna end up as broken as the person is. Very true, subhanAllah. Well, subhanAllah, that is already so true. And you mentioned so many things that I haven't even previously Sorry, thought yeah, about. It, that's it's why so... for me, the topic was very important because there were so many things I wanna say and so many things I wish someone told me before and prepared me for marriage like in a better way because 
there were no like many of those guidance at my time, what my age when I was 20 and thinking like, I'm going to go in. I went into it thinking, Alhamdulillah, I was a practicing Muslim. So that helped me to avoid like all maybe the bad boys and losing myself with feelings. I did it like Sharan. But the thing is, it's another issue. You, you have the issue of falling for a boy when you follow you, your heart and your emotions. And you have the mistake as well of only thinking it's a Muslim I'm looking for. Yeah. When that person prays or wear the beard or the kamis or practices sunnah, that's for him, sis. That makes yes. him a good brother, a good Muslim. Not necessarily a good husband because the skills are not the same. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like to have someone in the masjid, going to the masjid, it makes him a good brother. The skills yes. to be a good brother is not the same from the skills to be a good husband. When you yes. pray, you know, even you, a sister in Gilbert doesn't mean she's going to be For a good, the wife. Love of your life. A good wife. Exactly. I completely agree. You know, a lot of people, they come uh, with this expectation, like, you know, um, he's on the sunnah and she's on the sunnah. So automatically they're going to be Good like, yeah, him. hold my head to Good jannah. For so, that's for you know, Allah. That's not for you. That's exactly. For that's for Allah. That's not for you. And just Allah, like you wearing the jilbab or being a practicing sister, it's for you. That's who you are. Exactly. SubhanAllah. That's not for them. And there's a lot of misconception, I think, when it comes to that, like, we need to dig deeper than that because otherwise we'll be I mean, able to marry just anyone that is Muslim. But that's not the case. That's not the case. You need to share the mm. same values. You need to have the same, at least, mindset. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter if like, you are on the deen. You might not be good for each other. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point I wanted to, alhamdulillah, mashallah, to emphasize. And, and obviously... Din is the base. This is there is no question. We're not trying to say like, oh, you should look for something else. No, it's based on the din, and then you build up interests, personalities, exactly. um, life goals. Din is the worship, is the must-have. It's not even questionable, because it means like you didn't develop yourself spiritually enough to be like on my journey then comes the compatibility and that's two different things please then do not marry someone because he's muslim because this is not for you you know i completely agree with you sis because i remember when um i used to have uh, i used to get some proposals sometimes you know like uh, the dean is good but then we didn't have the same mindset or like you mentioned the like how you how you manage to live your life and I was oh. always told like you know it doesn't matter like what matters is the dean and I was like no but I'm not going to live with his dean <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean dean is important it's the basis but I mean there are other things so but I don't know a lot I think there's this a uh, lot many misconceptions in the Muslim community unfortunately when it comes to like they think it's only about the dean yes dean is important but you know there are other stuff after this is that. the this is the foundation, foundation this is not exactly. everything Otherwise, we'd be able to, able to marry um, anyone and everyone. And I remember a meeting, a muqabbala of a sister, and we were laughing our head off. We were next door, and obviously she was meeting like a brother with the presence of her welly and everything. And I remember her popping the question, what are, she was a university sister, she was quite strong-minded, and she knew what she wanted. Um, and she said to the brother, what is your interest in life? And he had to make her repeat the question. He was like, I don't understand your question, sister. She was like, yeah, okay, you're Muslim, you love your deen, you're in. That's one thing. But what are your other interests? 
It was like Quran and Sunnah. And she was like, yeah, yeah. right, we all have that. That's just but something else. The brother couldn't answer. And she refused the proposal only because of that answer. Only because everything else, mashallah, matched the, the families. He was a very good looking guy. Um, he was really into and everything. Right. She said Why no. Why would she get into a marriage that she, I mean, she knows that it's not going to work out but in the at future. At that time, at that time, sisters were criticizing her. And I remember that. That was my sister Medina, actually, one of her muqabala, alhamdulillah. She did everything very Islamic. And I remember the group of sisters at the time telling her like, oh no, he's a Muslim. Why do you go into those dunya stuff? She was like, no, this is marriage. This is serious. I'm not, um, mashallah, sister Medina, alhamdulillah, from a very young age, knew what she wanted. She was not strong-minded in a way that she had a bad temper, not, not at all. She just knew she was confident enough, a lot more than me. And that will show up in life. She was a lot more confident, even though I was more social, but she was more confident of her skills, her qualities and her self-worth. Mm-hmm. And, and that says a lot after what happened to both of us in, in terms of marriage. And Alhamdulillah, I think there was a beautiful lesson into that. And she was absolutely right to refuse uh, the proposal um, mm-hmm. because the person wasn't able to answer. What do you think, Aika? Wow, that's a lot. Um, it kind of reminds me of, I can't, I think it was either either Ahmad ibn Hanbal or Omar ibn al-Khattab, one of the two um, said it, that when you, to first look at the person and then their deen. And I think this, you know, because back in those times, obviously everyone was already at a certain deen level. The majority of people were at a certain deen level. So you mm-hmm. had to first see, what is this person like? Because at the end of the day, you know, a believer, we're going to try and do everything correctly Islamically, but the personality, what things they like, even what food they like, all of these kinds of things, we don't know, like, if it's compatible or not. It could even be a small thing, like, for example, the wife has different dietary requirements to the husband. But it's just oh, something different way, yeah, to deal with situations, yeah. Yeah, and situations, all of these things, like, you can get, you know, into really deep subjects, or like hmm. surface ones, like food. Um, so, yeah, subhanAllah. So I, I have another, um, I have another example, if you allow me, because I think that says a lot. I remember my bestie at the time, she met a brother. She really, listen, her mindset, she really wanted to get married, really wanted to get married. So she had failure after failure after failure. And she started to... She is a beautiful human being. Allahumma barik. May Allah preserve her beauty. Very beautiful. But still, she was really struggling to find someone that was compatible with her. Um, it's like they looked at her beauty, they liked her, but then they found her not that deep or this or that. She meets that brother. I remember because I was there like that. We used to, we were like um, a couple that used to help like for the muqabalas and everything. And she met that brother in my house um, in the presence of, a, of, of someone and she and he and she I said to her ask him the question what is the profile of woman he wants to marry he didn't understand the question so I had to pop in because I had my niqab and everything it was a couple of friends and I told him there are different women different profile you have the student you have the cheerful one that is a lot into the community and you have the housewife you know, like different, what is the profile of women you would like, you would prefer, and that's okay. 
That's okay. Yeah. And it's okay said, to have preference. It's exactly. And he said, the housewife. Me, I was turned, uh, you know, like behind. So the brother couldn't see. I wasn't in his like sight. Yeah, yeah. So I was expecting my friend to jump in and say, uh-uh, sorry, I am not that type. She was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh my so God. Then came the pose and I spoke to her in the kitchen. I was like, it didn't Are ring a bell. Me? The fact that he wants a housewife and you are, mashallah, a student person, you're outgoing, you have very like great goals, you have skills. And I wasn't pushing her. I was just telling her, this is what you told me that you are. Yeah. So I'm a bit confused. She was like, no, don't worry, it's fine. I will be the housewife. <laughs> you know what, sister? 10 years down the line, they divorced because of that. Because of the difference of like life goals and way of, you know, he wanted a housewife. He didn't lie. And she was different. And the more time passed, the more she discovered her skills and the fact that she was capable and she didn't want to be a housewife anymore. She was never a housewife. I mean, she's very good cook. She's very good at cleaning the house and everything. But that wasn't the issue. You know, I'm trying to say. So I hope we can benefit from all those experiences, hopefully. And that's why I wanted to share it with you. Yeah, I think that was really interesting. Yeah, go ahead, go. And also one of the things is basically don't change yourself to suit someone. You're, you are a good person how you are and he's a good person how he is. Okay, we're providing obviously that they are good people, but then um, don't change yourself to accommodate what someone else wants, especially in those early stages when you can just go and meet someone else who inshallah will fit what you are looking for and you will fit what he is looking for. Um, because essentially everyone's going to go back to what they are, what they feel they are. Mm. Um, and it's not fair on the brother. It's not fair on him either. No, that you are not, not true fair. to yourself. And but remember, Aika was said, her mindset was, I want to get married. Yeah, get in I there. I want to get married. married. Yeah. SubhanAllah. It says a lot. So, Bismillah, let's move to the, inshallah, to the next question. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Bismillah. Okay. So the next question is, is one meeting enough to decide if the person is the one? Okay, so in my personal opinion, one meeting is not really enough. I don't know, for me, it's not because, you know, when there's when you guys meet, I feel like you get to see each other's and you get to see each other's reaction. And I think this is really, really important. You know, a lot of people um, try to say like, okay, one uh, one marriage meeting is enough and you know you just ask you question like especially when the questions are pretty much like um where is Allah or you know some thing about aqidah which I think it is important but like uh sister soul said it's not what makes marriage you know I don't like when people you know they have only one marriage meeting and they just talk about who sheikh do you follow and stuff okay I know it is important for you yeah but you're not going to live mm -hmm. with this sheikh come on and I, this is why I think that it's good to have um, at least many, not really many, like 10 meetings, but at least you need to communicate. It's really, really important to communicate because this is marriage. It's like um, a contract for life. It's not like you, you're just going to have a conversation and then, okay, live with that person. I prefer that you get to know the person in this uh, period. And Allah made it halal for, made it halal in this case. You know, you could just simply get married, but Allah made the khitbah first just so you get to know each other and maybe if you uh, you're not compatible it's better to end it I mean at this time instead of just getting married and then you know you get to know 
stuff that you could possibly avoid at the beginning. Sure. So this is my personal opinion. <laughs> I don't know what Sister Saul has to say. I don't even know how is that possible. One meeting, when you take away the shyness of meeting that first person, you know, to get into that comfort zone, when you're not like, just like shutting your shyness and you're just like quiet and you have to break down like the ice, it's normal. Especially for us that are not normal. I don't communicate with men often. So, and to be put in that situation, especially with the welly, please, can we talk about that? If it is your father, yeah. your brother, um, but we will be talking about that, but maybe other ways that we can avoid these uncomfortable situations um, before you take them to influence your answers in this case. Exactly. And there is not really a set of meeting because you say like even 10 meeting if that's needed, because yeah, some sisters are more uncertain and maybe some um, they will be like flowing like it will be easy the connection the talking but you have different people different personalities and different issues you want to talk about for some people it takes more time than for others and maybe you need to go back to the meeting i was one of those person even sister medina she was very shy and very in, um, uncomfortable to speak out about certain things and to be to jump into marriage she had a lot of anxiety if not like just like many sisters like if it's not the right one it's a big decision it's a life decision this and that she was very very scared of not choosing the right person and alhamdulillah Allah has guided her to her husband but what I'm trying to explain is that there is not really a set of numbers of muqabala and sister if you need to feel more comfortable if you have other questions just for ask for another meeting don't make it too long because the longer you're gonna take the more dabs you're going to get. So yeah. you're, you're going to have to, at a certain point, have a certain asset, uh, um, how can I say, a certain firmness to, towards yourself and put your trust in Allah and think, you know what? Most of it is okay. It's not going to be perfect, but most of what I was looking for is there. If you try to see the things that are not right, you're going to find them. The more you talk to the person, this is why, sis, when you look at the non-maybe practicing Muslims or non-Muslims, Sometimes they've been living together for five years or they've been talking to each other. They did everything together without going into details for years. Everything was working well. Their marriage didn't last for a month. Their marriage didn't last for a month. So there are certain things you just cannot know about life. It's just yeah. there is a big part of research and doing the right things and um, asking the right things as well. But there is a part, is a tawakul al it's a big part that is trusting Allah Azza wa Because I um, spoke to a sister and she was quite upset with the fact that I was telling her, like, try this, ask those questions. They were like, there are liars out there. I said, put your trust in Allah. If Allah wants that person, we say the truth. And if Allah wants you to go into a trial, you know, to, just to ease the mind of sisters, going to marriage, it was a big part is you doing the right things, the right way, um, asking the right question. Do your own query. Ask who is the family, ask who is as a brother, as a son, just like he should ask who you are as a sister and as a daughter. I'm not saying he's 100% representative, but they already know who they're dealing with. He's just a stranger to you. So I'm trying to explain that sometimes, even though you do all those things, it might not work. And that's the test from Allah Azza wa Jal. Yeah, but at least you, know, you do your You did it, alhamdulillah, and you did it for the right reason, the right way. And if Allah decided that you two will part away, Qadr Allahumma shafa'al. 
And I think that's a thing to just ease the sister's mind. Because that's why we used to tell to Sister Madina back in days, a long time ago, um, I was a lot more ease. I was more adventurous, more like, sometimes it didn't really serve me, <laughs> more impulsive. She was a lot more like restrained. She was very like, Alhamdulillah, very attached to her sunnah. She always was, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. But um, in the same time, I had to push her to just take the, just, you did everything you had to do. The inquiry, the questioning, the sunnah way, everything. Now there is a part of courage. And to put your trust in Allah, I think, yeah, Allah did the way you wanted me to do things. And I'm marrying for the right reason. So sometimes you just have to jump and say, Bismillah. I agree 100%. There is no set way um, you know, there is no set amount of meetings, you know, everything is all qadr. And exactly what Sister Saul said, you know, you check, you check everything that you can, but the more you dig, the more you will find. Yeah. Um, and then if everything is going well, you pray your istikhara and then, yeah. you know, leave it in Allah's hands and whatever has happened, whether or not you are willed to um, stay married to this person forever or your will to get divorced remember that that was written that was written while you were still in the womb so exactly. try not to worry is what advice I would give as someone who is single <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah and there are sisters that have more ascendancies than others some sisters are more confident they're more like brave others have anxiety and they need to be comforted so that we have to take in consideration. I was one of those, my sister as well. So, and sisters, they were like, no, two meetings is enough at that time. Okay, back in the days. We used to yeah, handle it you know, very strict. this, by the way. Sorry? They keep saying this, I feel like. It, isn't it? Always... Isn't it? Because I was thinking maybe there was just like my group of sisters. No, I think many of them, they have this mindset. Um, you know, I personally like to take time to think. And even like the question, I don't like to ask one question. I like to ask 100 questions because, you know, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be certain about what I want, but I feel like oh. sisters, they have this, you know, they have this concept and they kind of, um, I don't know, they make it something like has to do with haya and shyness. Yeah. And I don't really or think it's haram, haya. Even. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So subhanAllah, for me, like I like to take time and some still sisters say that, you know, uh, two meetings are enough or three meetings and you should just ask like some basic questions. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no, it's true. Some people we need, like some people are fine with two meetings. This is who they are and they're putting all their trust in Allah and some other people, like maybe me and you need more reassurance. And yeah, exactly. uh, we have like precise question maybe to ask. It's true that Alhamdulillah, the fact that we're doing it Islamic, you go straight to the point. Meaning yeah, that you go into deep questions and it's not easy. You don't know the person. You're already telling him like about intimacy and kids and this and I don't know you. It might not even work. For me, it's a very difficult part to ask about putting yourself in a situation with that person that you do not know. Sister So we are up to the latest question. Is one meeting enough to decide if the person is the one? Okay. Okay, so they both answer, right? Okay, so mm -hmm. my answer was, uh, it's not enough if uh, you can have 10 meetings, then you should, <laughs> just to get to know the person. And Sister Soul said, agreed, and she said, it depends on the person, some uh, are comfortable with two meetings and some are not. So it depends on the sister. 
and yeah and the brother mm-hmm. and the brother as well and but not yeah. to go too deep as well because you can develop doubts and shaitan can come as well in the way you have to be careful to keep in balance inshallah yeah no, that's what I think. I think also it depends on the character of the person because, for example, my parents, they met one time and alhamdulillah, their marriage lasted until my dad died. So, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. it went so good. But I think it also depends on the person. Uh, but yeah, it's better, I think, to meet at least two, three times, you know, just to talk, ask what you have to ask, see how the person acts. I don't know, you know, just to know them. So, yeah, I totally agree with the sisters anyway. Mm. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Then we should go on to the next question, which is, should you be on the same deen level, iman of oh. knowledge, or does it not matter as long as you and him are both willing to learn? Okay, I, I have a lot to say about this because I was in this situation. Okay, in my personal, uh, according to my personal experience, I would say I would prefer someone to have I'm not going to say Iman, I would say knowledge. I would prefer to have someone who has, um, I would say we would have the same level of knowledge or if he has better knowledge than me. Uh, because I personally believe that, you know, uh, it's really hard for men to kind of change compared to women. I feel like women are sometimes, I may be wrong by the way, but I feel like uh, it's harder for women to, uh, it's harder for men to kind of change after marriage and this is what happened to me because uh like the past few years I was gonna get married and then it didn't happen <laughs> and uh at the beginning I was actually when I started looking to get married I wasn't really practicing that much I just started learning about Islam and stuff so uh, my values were really different and I know I mean I had this idea that uh, being a practicing Muslim is basically uh, fasting during Ramadan and going to Jummah prayer and like he's okay uh, if his wife wear hijab for me this is what makes a practicing man I didn't know I was really ignorant subhanAllah about many things and eventually when I started I'm not going to say seeking knowledge but at least I started learning about the deen and stuff I realized that subhanAllah we weren't compatible at all because mm-hmm. We didn't have the, we didn't share the same values. And you know, it's okay when you don't share the same values, but like both of the partners try to, you know, try to communicate and they try. But for me, it wasn't the case. Uh, like that brother, he didn't want to, he didn't want to try. For example, he's like, okay, no problem. Like he didn't mind if I, w- I wanted to wear, uh, for example, niqab or anything. He didn't mind if I used to go to the mosque, but he wasn't trying at all. And for me, I think it kind of creates a gap you know, it's, it creates gaps within the relationship because you don't share the same mindset, you don't share the same values. And, you know, sometimes you, in a relationship, you do need support. For example, like, I, it's a little bit weird to, you know, try to practice your dean and live with someone who doesn't want to, if that makes sense. It just mm-hmm. makes it harder on you. Let's say, for example, um, it's summer and you are wearing your hijab and stuff and you're like you know I don't want to go to uh, the beaches in summer especially like in places like Spain or I don't know Mexico <laughs> and then he's like no we're gonna go there and he's like you know I support you you can wear your hijab I'm gonna wear shorts I don't know it just it sounds weird so I was like subhanAllah if I cannot handle this in a relationship how about when you're gonna have kids you know a lot of people they don't like to talk about these points they think that it's too early to, to think about kids think about but I don't agree I think you should talk about everything 
if I can't handle this, how I'm going to teach my kids? I mean, if my I want to teach my kids to go to the mosque and to you know dress modestly, and the husband doesn't necessarily agree with that, mm. like they're going to be pretty confused. <laughs> this is why yeah. uh, for me personally, I think yeah. Oh, I think you made a good point because you remind me of my friend and she has a husband who is not so practicing, okay? So when they teach the kids, she teach them that, for example, that Muslims don't celebrate Christmas, but he say that it's fine, you know? Yeah. And it started with this, but then it escalated to even small stuff, for example, I don't know, plucking eyebrows. He's like, why you shouldn't pluck eyebrows? It's just something silly, you know? Uh, you shouldn't follow this kind of stuff. And now it's, uh, it's like a lot of problems. So I think it's really important to know what kind of value and like um, ideas he want to give to the kids because that tells a lot about him as well yeah this is so important Pano. this is why i answered this way what about you sister so what do you think i have a lot to say about that again alhamdulillah i had two yeah. different experience i had the experience with um a brother that was a sheikh that was a hafid quran and he was very very into his knowledge but i'm going to tell you the issue so this is why i am I would give you like maybe a balanced answer when it comes to my own experience. Yeah. Um, Alhamdulillah, he has loads of aim. MashaAllah, this is one of the obviously reason um, we were like obviously together is because he had a lot, lot, a lot of aim. And I was after not just Islamic knowledge, but general knowledge. I'm really like a person that loves general knowledge. But the thing, the issue was with him, may Allah bless him, Alhamdulillah, um, he had his aim already, he had already his journey. So to be able to trans transfer that, not everyone can do it. Not everyone is able to give you, educate you on things. It, give, it takes teaching skills, you know, to communicate with your spouse and say, you know what, Habibti, just sit down. We're going to learn, inshallah, today about this topic. It takes time. Sometimes the their din is granted, like it's already there. They went through their learning journey because he was much older than me. That was like my first husband because I was married twice. And I think it's twice most beautiful experience and twice uh, wisdom because mashallah, two different totally profile. And I'm very proud of my journey, um, don't get me wrong. So Alhamdulillah, he was a Talab Al-Aim. He was like Hafid um, Quran, he used to, and I love that because he used to give like uh, Duru's about Aqidah, about Fiqh, about Tawheed, about uh, Tajweed, whatever. Just ask him, beautiful recitation, Taraweeh. I was so, but that's the thing I mentioned in the beginning. When you marry someone only for his deen, he wasn't gonna be my sheikh. He wasn't gonna be. He was gonna be my husband. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I, and it's true. I married him because he was a good sheikh, but I yeah. didn't ask maybe at that time the right question. So this is why there is another notion: when you marry someone, Alhamdulillah, that has a lot of in, is it really what you're looking for? If you're on journey to in, it doesn't really matter because you will learn it no matter what, with him or without him. And when you marry someone with him mm. because you want to learn from him, that's fine as well. But make sure he's got the, the right teaching skills because he's not in every personality to be able to transfer uh, the love of, of Dean. Just like for us as mothers, we don't only have to teach our kids, we have to transfer. We have to teach with skills the love of Dean or the love of this or the love of that. Then when I married, alhamdulillah, I met like um, um, my second husband 
he had a he had a lot less aim than my previous husband, a lot less. Both of them were very serious marriage. Alhamdulillah, two very good profiles, but different. The thing is, um, with my um, um, obviously the second husband, my last husband, um, he didn't have as much aim as my first husband, but he had the same will as me to learn. He had yeah. sorted. We were kind of at the same level. So we were very compatible. It didn't go right for different reasons. And may Allah, inshallah, guide and forgive him. But we had this compatibility on the journey we wanted to take. Both of us really went on to our learning journey that we didn't finish. We wanted to continue it. We wanted to do hijrah. We wanted to do this and learn about that. We were passionate about certain things like um, well, as for the, 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 the Hafid Quran, he already took that journey. He was more looking forward to develop his professional, obviously, journey, you know, when it comes to work. Yeah. And he was a very advanced, mm -hmm. alhamdulillah, uh, uh, PhD. Well, I don't know the equivalent in English. I'm very sorry. But yeah. he, PhD, very advanced, Allahumma barik. So he was taking this journey. But this is not the journey I wanted to take. I was yeah. still young and I wanted to take my, I wanted to continue my journey onto Dean. I thought I was going to get married, take my backpack and learn, you know, like he did, there, there, there. But Alhamdulillah, that's something um, we have to take in consideration. Dean is not, um, the, the amount of aim is not everything, but the will to learn is something for me that is more what I am after. You need to have the base, like we said, okay? The Aqidah, we kind of the same spiritual loving, okay? But... Yeah. For me, one of the important questions I ask, what is your next journey? What do you want to learn next, you know? Yeah.